Grandpa Jim Motivation Central Station coming to you today from a very rainy front porch. It is raining in Wisconsin today and it is cold and gloomy and you know I want to talk a little bit about those types of emotions. If you're feeling those, uh, how do we get rid of them? Do you know somebody else? that's going through them and usually the easiest way to uh, get out of those we'll talk about that in a minute but I have a lot of stuff on the agenda today definitely want to talk about uh, Germany's success and their COVID and why that is and then uh, I want to talk about the deplorable actions of Jeff Sessions and Trump and you know we'll get into that and actually Jeff uh, Sessions uh, has a horrible record like on voting rights if you look early in his career uh, but actually I guess he tried to step back from this uh, locking up children situation uh, but we'll talk about that too so a uh, couple of things so if you're feeling sad gloomy um, you know a good place to start uh, is to reach out and talk to somebody. Give somebody a call, good friend, somebody that you know that usually has an ear for you and an understanding of you. Uh, if you can meet in person, that's even better. If you can meet with two or three positive friends, that's even, you know, the more you increase that positivity, positivity circle, uh, the better it is. And, uh, uh, there's all kinds of research of people walking up hills by themselves. And then if you put a person next to them and they walk up the hill together, uh, the hill uh, is much easier. And if you walk in big groups, people don't even notice they walked up a hill. So that's good. If you know somebody struggling, uh, a nice handwritten letter, the old-fashioned way in the mail, people really like something tactical nowadays and something really personal. It's really easy on Facebook to send a birthday wish, um, you know, but when you go out of your way, people feel that and get connected to it. Um, and then just a simple phone call to them, cheer them up and, you know, and how maybe you're not versed in, you know, how to help somebody feel a little bit better. But the simple question is just basically, how are you today? And you're going to get uh, usually the first response is, I'm okay, it's all right. And then I usually follow it up, but now what's the real story? Tell me what's really going on, <laughs> you know? So don't just take that first, I'm okay. Uh, a lot of people too, uh, you know, it takes them a little bit to bring down that wall that I'm struggling, I'm, you know, and sometimes to open up that conversation is to admit first that yourself is struggling. And then they're like, oh, okay, that person, uh, you know, is self-disclosing that they're not doing all right. Um, truthfully, I'm not, so I'm going to open up about it too. So interesting stuff. So uh, we're definitely going to get to the 545 kids, but I, I first want to, and how damaging that is all the way around. That is so wrong, so wrong. I wanted to do a podcast last night about that situation, but I'm glad I waited because it's really turned into from 
uh, anger to rage off the charts, and we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But you know, if you look, I I kept wondering why uh, when people are having conversations around the Trump administration and COVID, you know, everybody kept bringing up Germany. You know, so obviously I thought, well, Germany's doing pretty good with it. Must be, you know. So last night I decided to. Uh, slow down a little bit and I'm glad I did again because uh, you know I've got a whole different take on this uh, 545 children which are human rights violations uh, wow uh, but so Germany didn't mess around with this they they heard it was coming and uh, they uh, found out very early on because they had testing in place right away And so they started testing and they found out the first cases and contact traced. And um, so they took it from a point of extreme caution and urgency from day one. Their chancellor, uh, Angela Merkel, uh, she has a background in um, the sciences and she... Uh, knew what was coming. Uh, here we knew somebody else that knew what was coming. We have a person named Dr. Fauci <laughs> who has spent his whole life. I just seen something over the weekend. Uh, they were interviewing a doctor about COVID and they were asking him about Fauci. And, and he's like, you know, Fauci was an editor of the textbooks that I read in school many years ago, you know, like 30 years ago. So we're going to discount like the most uh, in our country, the most, the person with the most education on it, uh, the most experience on it. Um, we're going to hide facts from the public. They didn't hide facts from the public in Germany, no. And everybody's on the same team, right? So if you look at Germany's cases, they have 10,000 deaths. They're a population of 60 million people. So if you do the math on that, or no, 83 million people, 83 million people. So if you do that math on that, if they were the United States, we'd have about 50,000 cases right now. Think about that. Think about how many deaths. I just saw a police officer's wife that is throwing her support behind Joe Biden because she said the linchpin in all this for her was her husband. You need to, um, I, I don't have her name before me, but it was a story on CNN. I'm sure they got a video clip on it but she was on a couch in her home and uh, with her three children who are fatherless right now they had multiple uh, pictures of this very fit police officer and uh, got struck down by COVID and she said we had conversations that you know this around this topic but we thought it wouldn't be us it wouldn't be our family and, uh, you know, she's so brave and courageous to share her story and then to come on publicly and say, you know, I have to get off the Trump train because uh, when I seen him and how he handled his own COVID and we all, I thought, I, I said this before, I'm the biggest fool in America uh, because I thought he would find a new leaf and a new approach to his base 
Like, we got to mask up. I surrender. But he's not a true leader. He is, you know, from day one, that man, I always got the impression when he was still kicking dirt in Hillary Clinton's uh, his first year and a half, two years of the presidency, he was still kicking dirt in uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, on her campaign. And, uh, you know, just bashing her two years later, like that fight was over, man. Like, you know, I guess that would be the equivalent of, you know, overkill, right? I mean, that's just so, so sad, you know. So he was about getting reelected all the way from day one, you know, and uh, it wasn't about us at any time. And this is my thing, too, is I tell my friends that, you know, get these thoughts that they're Republican. You don't have the billions of dollars required to really be a Republican. You know, you, you need safeguards when you're this, this country, the American dream, just like there's a lot of things in our country that were sold, you know, that were then brainwashed into this country actually has the least chance of advancement. You know, all the kings are in place. All these corporations, uh, you're never, you know, I'm going to say, yeah, there's a Jeff Bezos every once in, in a, a lifetime, but for the majority of us on the bottom. And yesterday I got to work in a area in our state. Wisconsin is uh, key to this election. It's key to every election because we're split right down the middle between uh, you know, people that vote red and people that vote blue. And so I was working uh, in an area where there's a lot of Trump signs. They were all populated all over this area, right? So I'm working out there and I work in the poorest zip code uh, doing mental health services to the poorest people in our state, right? I'm in the neighborhood often. And then I was on these gorgeous, beautiful homes. But, you know, and, you know, uh, one lady came home and she said, uh, beautiful house. You know, they, they did have some really great things going on for their children. They had a, uh, you know, but these people are in that 18% income, right? The top 18% for sure uh, with the resources they had this home. And she came home. She said, uh, uh, we started talking a little bit. And I, w I was like, hey, I love this fact that uh, I see your little kids and you got this basketball hoop that's only five, six feet off the ground. Like, I think so many parents set their expectations so high. And I'm like, you know, a, a five foot, six foot basketball hoop for young children, that goal is attainable. Like, like a 10 foot pole, you know, and I like that. I like the fact that these people had these chickens that the kid could interact with. I saw a lizard sunning itself on one of those heat lamps uh, right by a window. And, uh, and I do gutter cleaning too. I have a gutter cleaning business and that's why I was up there. So, uh, and, uh, she came home though and she said, yeah, I had a runoff and I had to pick my sun up because uh, somebody tested positive in his classroom and these are the areas where they believe that somehow they're going to be immune to this virus like it doesn't affect people that vote red and um, so so uh, 
she says, oh, well, this happens. You know, these things happen. Some people are going to get it and like it's no big deal. But now you are at risk, right? Uh, We just talked about the police officer, you know, in his 40s. That was, I looked like, uh, 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 you know, the guy in the Terminator movies back in the day where, uh, you know, uh, the guy's running down the street like he looked like a robot. You know what I'm saying? This, that's how this guy looked at, you know, perished past because of uh, the virus. And so, uh, so anyway, I'm up there working and I thought, why are you voting red? You're not a billionaire. Yes, you got a great income. You got this beautiful home, which you need people like me to work on and service and lawn services and all that. And that's cool. That's fine. That's dandy. That's your choice. But if you voted blue, you would be helping people in communities you'll never see. <laughs> like, just please visit there and come to the poorest zip code in the state where I work and see the deprivation of resources. Um, do you know what it's like to trade your coffee to uh, get some food or your food to get some coffee? There's this whole trade um uh, economy in the, the inner city of Milwaukee. You know, it's uh, when you don't have money, you learn how to trade services or whatever. And, uh, you know, you can go into, uh, you know, call Amazon and have a, you know, uh, a pallet full of coffee cans and storm in your garage you you when you're voting red you don't understand how you could benefit the people on the bottom and i always say the beauty of a nation is rising uh, the bottom up the higher the bottom when we're taking care of our citizens you're going to have less crime healthier people beautiful more society we invest more in art uh, more in the New Green Deal. I like the New Green Deal. I think it's great. My father and I, uh, my 93-year-old father, uh, he showed us, uh, we talked, we talked, and he gave me some specific examples here in the state of Wisconsin when FDR came through with the first New Deal, and that's what they're, you know, piggybacking on is investing in our country. So there's some, it was low housing uh, low-cost housing um, that they built here in a suburb right outside Milwaukee called Greendale, Wisconsin. Beautiful place to visit, to learn some history. They have some stuff about FDR on their buildings. If you're into Norman Rockwell, they have a museum there with his paintings. They actually have him a uh, bronze statue on one of the street corners where he's painting a picture of himself and you can get your pictures taken with him. And uh, if you're into that sort of thing, it's a wonderful place to come. That low-income housing now is desired by people, uh, hipsters that want to live in a hip, chill neighborhood because when they built this low housing, it looked absolutely beautiful. Okay, so this is the reason why most of you are probably tuning in because you're seeing the headline on this podcast about Trump and Jeff Sessions and we need to lock them up because these are human war crimes that they did to these uh, people that were coming up from uh, countries, war-torn countries, okay? If you 
research at all and you look at the areas where these people are coming from, uh, Guatemala and, uh, you know, Venezuela and uh, some of these war-torn countries, a lot of these are gangs that run these neighborhoods, right? Uh, This gang runs this neighborhood over here and people are fear to go out of their house kind of like the inner city of milwaukee where i live it's very gang ridden and uh, people that come there uh the, the uh good citizens they they lock themselves in after dark they do not go out of their house i pick up my clients in the morning and they'll say i heard three gunshots last night uh, and this is this is weekly when I hear this. This isn't just oh, a one-off thing here every six months that I heard gunshots. No, it's a nightly thing right here in the United States of America, right? And then, uh, you know, that's why we need uh, to uh, put resources into these low-income uh, communities is to raise them up, give them more resources. Uh, that whole side of town used to work in the factories. We never had any of this stuff till the jobs went away, you know? And, um, so, so, uh, now I, back to the 545,000 people, I'm going to ask a series of questions. And, uh, do you think these children that were locked up in cages had toys to play with? Do you think they had playgrounds to go outside? Do you think they were getting educated while they were locked up in these cages. If you want to do any research on what institutionalization does to the growth of a child, there was uh, studies done on Russian um, Russian uh, orphanages, and they're all over. So if you just Google uh, deprivation, um, deprivation Russian orphanages. You'll come up with all kinds of uh, evidence on what this does. It, it, it hinders social skills. Um, it, it hinders um, the ability to uh, cognitive abilities. Um, then they not only, you know, it went on beyond all that uh, debilitating Uh, nurturing, you know, uh, the human touch, a mother touching the baby um, and hugging that baby and looking that baby in the eyes are critical to growth. And um, I know uh, from personal experience, uh, not getting hugs from a woman. And then I I just want to throw this footnote in there is my dad raised me and my siblings in the 60s and when I went to school for social work and mental health uh we uh I was often it's a pretty female dominated uh work space and it was probably 60 percent female and 40 percent male and often in our classes, we had single moms and kudos to them going to school on a very low budget and trying to make a path for your uh, children. And I, a lot of people I went to school uh, with, I see in the field now working and it's a, a beautiful sight to see. But they would often say, well, there was no male figure in my home. 
you know, and so I'm afraid my kid's not going to be masculine. My father uh, is the most masculine guy I know, and he was raised by his mother. His father had passed by the time he was two. So that has no bearing on the outcome of what your uh, child will do. Um, I'm so eternally grateful for my father. And in the 1960s, fathers didn't take care of their kids. You know, my dad really stepped up and I uh, really loved that man. And so uh, so back to Jeff Sessions and Donald Trump. They have ruined these kids' lives. And that was the other thing that these kids from the Russian orphanages reported that not only were they lacking in all this, they physically too didn't, some of them didn't grow to natural, you know, you're not getting that touch, the body, there must be some connection in the body growth and that mothering thing to physically get a a child. Uh, Many were stunted and, um, but they were humiliated when they went eventually integrated into schools. The kids knew that they were from these orphanages, and then they got they got uh, they got abused again verbally, physically, you know. And so this is a lifelong damage to these human beings, and to like I said yesterday. Uh, or my last podcast, you're walking to go to a new country and you don't want to leave your home. Your home's your home. You grew up in your area, but things are so dangerous and bad that you literally are willing to leave your house behind, pack up your stuff, you know, pack up uh, things you can carry and walk, walk thousands of miles and then get to the border and thinking, you know, you're probably prepared on a mental level that hey, I might not get back in, I might not get back in, or I might not enter at all, you know. But I'm at least gonna try. Never in a million years do you think they're gonna grab your children. And as I'm talking now, I'm gonna have to research this. Were they taking infants? I certainly. You know, wow, if they were taking, (coughs) excuse me, if they were taking infants, how deplorable is that? These are human rights. This is why Donald Trump needs to pay for this. They're talking about Hunter Biden, okay? Like, (laughs) Like Donald Trump said about John McCain, who was an absolute, anybody that signs their life to go and, over to the country to give service as a hero. Uh, you take a pen. It says here, you're going to be property of the United States. And then you take your pen and you sign your signature on it. You're a hero. You're an absolute hero. And so when Donald Trump said, when Donald Trump says to John McCain, uh, you know, with Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's a hero to me because I I sold automobiles, okay? I I didn't know one thing about a car, right? I didn't know anything about cars. Eventually, I was in that line of work for uh, a decade, right? And then I learned a lot about cars, but I didn't know anything. And I was selling automobiles, you know? So should I be criminally prosecuted? No, I like Bo Biden. 
he made profit. He's not he's not in the hole four hundred grand to China or Russia. You know, and, and the other side of uh Trump, Trump's the first one to take China money. You know, they own part of his uh, assets. You know, the Chinese bank owns part of his assets. And, uh, you know, so I don't know how he gets away with bashing China, too. Like, I I don't know. But Bo Biden, plus, if uh, Bo Biden had a drug and alcohol problem, uh, like so many of us do, I'm cut from that cloth. I'm sober. I've been sober over a decade and a half and two decades before I relapsed. So I've lived a big portion of my life now sober. Um, kudos to Bo Biden. You know, um, he's a hero in my book. He made money. <laughs> Trump owes money. Okay. Uh, so the other thing I was thinking too is, you know, the trail of tears. All right, was we moved we moved uh, people off of the uh, reservations and uh, we made them move west. We we purified our east coast and uh, we moved all types of Indian tribes. If you look at the map of red states, they're all in the center of the country. You know. Please, let's call that Trump land. Move to Trump land. You know, we can work around that. You know, we can keep our big cities, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I, I never thought I'd say this in my life, but if we had two countries, I'd be fine with that. I really would be. Let us have our diversity, um, free spirits. Let the Trumpers fight each other in the end. They like their guns, <laughs> so much. I doubt if any of them you'll get along. <coughs> Excuse me. As time goes on. So, uh, human rights violations. 40, 545 kids don't know where their parents are. Can't get them reconnected. Probably lack of resources in these countries. Why? I'm sure they want their kids. They probably don't know how to reach out to them. You know, uh, so... Deplorable, absolutely deplorable, despicable, despisable. And then I just want to end on this, is that uh, today uh, got on Reddit and somebody drew a map of our state of Wisconsin. And I've done a little artwork, uh, you know, definitely uh, a hobby. <laughs> definitely a hobby, uh, not a career. <laughs> And uh, so uh, I know the detail and how hard it is to put together some artwork, you know, very difficult, right? So this guy makes a map, so detailed. He did it by hand, a Wisconsin map, right? Very first comment that comes on for this guy that put all this work, he's proud, he wants to post it. You know, I know that hours upon hours went into this thing. This this thing is... Uh, Anywhere from 40 hours to, you know, 80 hours of work at a minimum. First person that comes on doesn't say it's beautiful, it's awesome, what hard work you did. She's got to point out that one of the cities is mismarked. <laughs> uh, you know, this poor soul, you know, people pour their hearts into artwork 
into these achievements. They bring them online. They want to share them with you. They're happy about them. And then the first thing we got to do is, you know, throw a dagger at them. And it was the very first comment. That's all it said. You mismarked this city. It's supposed to be named this. Like, <laughs> uh, so, and usually that's the person that's least likely to, you know, put themselves out there and uh, to. So uh, one of my things is I work with comedians. Uh, many people you've seen on HBO, Comedy Central. And, you know, when I start with everybody, we work on just the positives. We never talk about negatives. So when you're with people today, try to try to focus on what they're doing right. You know, yeah, that was a great comment. Wow, you really did nice work on this. You really, you know, did such a fine job on that. That's really awesome. You must have took a lot of time. You know, let's encourage people. Let's pump them up, and maybe they'll end up on, uh, you know, whatever their dream is, you know. Push them towards it, inspire them, empower them, you know. So have a wonderful day today. Uh, Felt good to rant a little bit, but these guys, and I mean that, they truthfully need to be locked up, prosecuted. They need to be put on trial for the most vicious civil rights uh, violation in the history of the United States. Lock them up. Lock them up. And uh, again, let's go try to help each other. Let's inspire them. If you don't know what to say, you know, give them that free smile that we all possess.